podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on? Uh, besides losing years of my life from tilting on Sunday, uh, I think I think I'm okay. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I've I've had quite the start to my fantasy football season. I'm not gonna lie. Well, you. It's been it's it's been a good start. I uh, Kareem Hunt is is the living breathing he's 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 everything that i've ever wanted in a, in a human in a man yes and and uh and eric ebron you said uh was your um savior last night right he was yeah it turned turned three games into wins for me last night it was it was good uh, eric ebron man i i own a lot of him as a lot of people listening know yeah because we, and, we talked about him a lot and uh, i you know I, I don't know if if everyone saw it on twitter or not but um, I actually went back to try to find Eric Ebron's last touchdown, and the last one that I could find on record was during a recess session in November 2003. It's true. So. It's true. It's true. That was that was one. Of, that tweet was so good, Denny, that it was one that I actually shared with friends. Oh. And look, that happens like once every two and a half years from your Twitter account. Yeah, right. So that that's how good that tweet was. So well done. I, I, well done. If you it, you know if you hammer it, if you hammer it long enough, if you try long enough, you will come up with a good tweet. It's like uh, that thing about um, monkeys writing Shakespeare. You know, you could sit <laughs> a million monkeys at a million computers for a million years, and they would eventually type Shakespeare. Same with me in a good tweet. Yeah, that's it's a perfect analogy. Speaking of tweets, Denny, what in God's... I feel like it's a bigger issue this season than it's ever been, but there are so many people out there now tweeting at athletes, at, at NFL NFL players, when those NFL players underperform for their fantasy teams. And I nothing, nothing from a... I mean, a lot of things drive me nuts more than that, but <laughs> that's something that, that I just can't grasp and comprehend right I, now. I think, I think we see it more because of the frustrating uh, fantasy situations that we see in the game today. I, you know, I don't have data on hand, but it, it feels like things... Like, it feels like... I saw a tweet today that was great. And I'm so sorry I can't remember the person, the name of the person who tweeted it, but it said in 2015, wide receivers are great, running backs terrible. 2016, running backs are great, wide receivers are terrible. 2017, everybody's terrible. So yeah. it, it sort of feels like that a little bit. So then people vent their frustration. But you're right about how frustrating it is. It's, it's humiliating to people in, yes. in the industry, for sure. Yes, it's absolutely humiliating. Like, you want to perpetuate the issue of, like, of these NFL players hating on fantasy football, yeah. good, good on you. You just did it by tweeting at them. Like imagine, imagine someone sitting at their office desk and there's just someone just sitting there, like 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 screaming at them. Like think of the the Christian McCaffrey meme right now, right? And someone's <laughs> just sitting there, just yelling at them because their TPS reports aren't good. Yeah. Like like imagine that. That's the exact same thing that's going on right now with these people yelling at these like. I get it. NFL players make a lot of money and, and you know, they're, they're in these, this position and they are blessed because they're in that position. I'm not so much 
a believer of that, but whatever. But regardless, like they're still human beings who are going out and doing their job or trying to do their job. And then they get to their Twitter mentions after a loss or after a bad performance. And all they see is people calling them effing idiots because they didn't perform at their job. Imagine that as that person. In that moment, you're not sitting there and putting everything into context and saying, oh, I'm making $4 million this season. You're a human being seeing that stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and besides the, the, the human standpoint of it, which you're right, that that's, that's at the top of the, uh, at the, of the issue. Um, there's the, uh, the mindset that it requires for someone to say, I'm going to pick up my phone and (laughs) I'm going to at the, this player on my fantasy team. So you have to go find that player's Twitter handle and then type it in. And then mm-hmm. you're going to write what? Like, like a, like some sort of curse laden message about how the person cost you your office fantasy game at where that you, you know, you put 50 bucks into the league back in August. Like it, it's the, it, it's confounding how an adult has that mindset. What, what do you think will come of this? What will come of it? Right. Like, like what, and like, and not only that, what do you think these people are like IRL? Oh, right. Like that's, that's the, that's the piece that always blows my mind is that if these people are saying these things on Twitter, I mean, I, I look, we, we know that people have bigger muscles whenever they're behind the computer, uh, or they, they at least flex them. Uh-huh. Right. But at the same time, like I've never met a real life troll, like a, a troll in real life. I probably have, but I didn't know that they were trolls. Right. right. I want to I want to just like be in a room with tr- with trolls IRL. Yeah. Well, yeah. The keyboard warriors, I think, is the term yes, that, yes. That, that we're that we're looking for. And, uh, um, you know, I was a keyboard warrior with Steve Smith and I <laughs> I paid the price. So be careful, folks out there who are uh, going after fantasy players. Um, uh, I I would say that if you met one of these people, that they would be probably uh totally normal yeah probably and 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 that and that something just you know something just clicks in their um you know furious uh tilting brain to make them tweet these terrible things to players it's but it's just i mean what does it solve it solves nothing do you think the player is going to see it and be like you know what i shouldn't have dropped that 20 yard touchdown (laughs) god bless Like what is it? What is it going to do? What What is the reason? I mean, that's to be fair though, Denny. That's about ninety five percent of your tweets. What? What What is this going to what, do? Oh yeah. Well yeah. I mean yeah. My my tweets are uh, ineffective on on every level. You're You're right. Although you know what, my first tweet ever. Do you remember my, my, what my first tweet ever was? <laughs> yes, I didn't want to bring this up. It, the Indomitian Sue thing, right? Yes, it was. But it wasn't. It wasn't hate at Indomitian. Right, Sue. right. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. You weren't being those people. My first right. tweet ever was at Sue uh, at Indomitian Sue, and it said something to the effect of, uh, "Please sack Tony Romo at least three times today," because I had the Detroit defense. Yeah, and yeah. and I remember the Cowboys' offensive line was not great that year. That was my first tweet ever. That's how I kicked it off. Oh my god, I'm embarrassed. I mean, it's all been down downhill from there. I, or up. I would hope that it's or been up a little. Uphill. We don't really uphill. know. A little, a little, a little uphill. Um, but yeah, guys, if you're listening to this, I, I mean, the good thing is that I know that our audience does not do that. Yeah. Because we have the smartest audience on this planet. True. But if for whatever reason you do that and you're listening to this podcast, 
stop. Like, just just stop. Just remember, no, nothing matters. Just remember that. <laughs> and you'll be fine. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, all right, Denny, we are on to week three. Week two, uh, I'd say not as good as week one, but it was still pretty nice uh, overall. Yeah. The tight, end, tight ends were a little bit um, lower tiered. Uh, you had Charles Clay score 5.3 PPR points, so that wasn't fantastic. That was a sloppy game all around. Yeah. Uh, Jared Cook, unfortunately, didn't get a piece of that Oakland pie. He had 6.5 PPR points. Didn't crush you, but wasn't great. Uh, but Kobe Fleener did come through. He scored a touchdown again. Uh, he had 12.3 PPR points. Kobe Fleener now, guys, without Willie Sneed, that's three games now over the last two years without Willie Sneed. In, in each game, he scored a touchdown. Nice. So that's even even if it's just a coincidence, I don't care. I'm running with the uh, <laughs> the whole slot and the tight end thing. That's, I think it's a great argument. So Look, it's logical at least, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, defense was really good this week. We had Baltimore. They had 17 points. Uh, Tampa Bay had 19. They were $4,500 on FanDuel, so hopefully people were able to use them there. And then Oakland uh, still had nine. But again, we're going to see this this trend, I think, and I've tweeted about this a lot. We've talked about it on this podcast, where the offensive line situations and the quarterback situations across the NFL – it's some of the worst that I've ever seen since since studying this game and, and analyzing the way that we're analyzing it. Uh, and even as a fan before that, I don't remember seeing offensive lines play this poorly. So I, I think that streaming defenses is going to be fairly easy uh, throughout the season just because there's so many good matchups that we're going to see each week. This offensive line thing across the league it makes most games unwatchable for large parts of the game where – you see the quarterback drop back, and before he can even hit his last step in the drop back, guys are on him. He has no chance to to sit and throw it downfield and you know produce fantasy points per se. You know, has the has the best game so far this year been the Kansas City New England game? <sighs> I think like like from a from just like a pure football standpoint, yeah. like a like and it was competitive and all that. Like it, it, it honestly might be that game. Yeah, I mean, last week's Kansas City game wasn't that bad either. But like, like overall, there has just been so many just games that are not interesting. I can't think of another one that really is up there. Um, San, the L, or the, sorry, the Chargers and the the Dolphins this past week was kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, that but, was good. Yeah. But but like, I mean, overall, and but it's kind of hard to like be super into a game too when the home team is is more than half Dolphins fans. You know, like right. like which is crazy. I mean, imagine imagine a team that actually travels well going to to LA oh, for for a game like my that. My God, uh, yeah, you Pittsburgh people will actually fill the whole stadium. It would, it would if the Steelers played against the Chargers in LA. What what would be the percentage Steelers? Fans? It would, would it, eighty twenty. Yeah, I think it would, that's the number that I thought too. I think it'd be eighty twenty, and even like the Cowboys, it would be an eighty twenty experience. Wow, it would be crazy, man. But yeah, that's 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 kind of the feel that's that's uh, that I have with the NFL right now. Quarterback Denny, quarterbacks were fine. They were they they were scary at first, but they ended up completely fine. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank God. Carson Palmer, he had 15.88 fantasy points. He had about one and a half after the first half, but look, he had, op- he had plenty of op- opportunities. There was a touchdown that got called back earlier in the game, early in the game. Um, it was, it was, a, you know, people were in my mentions tilting like crazy during those one o'clock games, but Carson Palmer QB 12 on the week. So he was a QB one in this particular contest. Alex Smith with 16.14 points. We stacked that Kansas City Philly game 
Uh, Alex Smith with 16.14 points. Again, not bad. Carson Wentz, QB2, 24.82 points. Uh, so that was a great play. We also talked about Sam Bradford last week. Hopefully you didn't play him because he didn't play him. <laughs> yes, hopefully uh, that didn't happen. But uh, I have to say with the Palmer thing, um, that that was the Palmer's 16 points were the ugliest 16 fantasy points I've ever seen in, in my life. I couldn't believe when I looked at the total at the end of the game, I couldn't believe he hit 16 fantasy points. It felt like it felt like I logged on and I saw 35 next to Carson Palmer. <laughs> yeah, right. right. It was uh look, I won't lie when JJ Nelson scored that touchdown. That was that was a take the pants off moment. Yeah. Uh, it, it, even though it didn't mean that it wasn't that big of a deal, but it kind of was at the same time. Uh, right. Like, it felt like, like it felt like a pretty big deal. <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, like, like watching Kareem hunt week one, obvious take off the pants moment, uh, baby Tron in week one doing what he did, obvious take off the pants moment. But this was such like a, a, a precise play that happened as the take off the pants moment. And yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah. It had to happen. You should have seen me also last night when Eric Ebron scored that touchdown. I'm watching the game with my wife, and and we were. My wife was really, my wife was really, really hoping that John Gruden would say Babytron during the me game. Me too. I was, right? I was ready for it. I was ready. I was like sweating at one point because I was like, oh my god, they're gonna say, it, they're gonna say, it, they're gonna say it. But he's <laughs> it was, it would have, that would have. But then Eric, so that didn't happen. Obviously, I mean, Galladay didn't do anything in the game, but. Uh, when Eric Ebron scored that touchdown, I did the the daddiest dance in my living room, like 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 an actual actual dance though. Like got up off the couch, like probably did like the the Val Venus like hello ladies from from WWF days. Remember and like started like grinding my waist. Like it was it was probably something like that. I would assume I, I blacked out a little bit because I'm not used to Eric Ebron scoring touchdowns. But it was it was like that. I um, well, I am sorry to hear that your wife has left you. In the yeah, no, yeah, she's no longer with me. She's been gone <laughs> since that touchdown happened. And and funny enough, Eric Ebron's been gone since that touchdown happened too because I needed one more catch in a league, Denny. Two, I, I did mention that I know people don't give a crap about fantasy leagues, okay, or about about our fantasy mm-hmm. leagues. But I have to, I, I have to tilt. So, so I mentioned three games. I have a lot of Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. Three games were won for me because of that Ebron touchdown. Mm-hmm. There was one game. I'm in this league with Christopher Harris and and some folks from uh, in in LA, some random Hollywood people, as I once said to them. Uh, and Tom is in it actually. Tom's in this league. And my team is my team stacked. It's doing really well. I lost by point one because because Eric Ebron didn't see the ball again after that touchdown. Uh-oh. And and then in another league, I lost by point three. I lost two leagues by a total of point four points this week. All right, that is tilting. I okay. So you lost two. I was gonna say if you lost the one by point one, but you won the other three. I was gonna say I don't want to hear your whining, but. I I think you deserve some whining after after you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But anyway, no one wants to hear about my fantasy leagues because it's that's stupid. That's not why you guys listen. You listen to this podcast to hear us talk about other crappy things. Well, pe- people uh, tuned into my Twitter account last night during Monday Night Football to uh, see me sweat like crazy over Shane Vereen scoring five fantasy points. So. <laughs> he was I love I hope that those scripts continue to go that way because Shane Vereen is going to break the fourth quarter receptions record yeah I mean I think he already has right it's, how how many catches did he have in the fourth quarter last night 
I think that he had, I, I don't know, but I, I have to think that he, I mean, he definitely has upwards of 10 receptions in the fourth quarter alone through the first two games. Wow. Yeah. I, he has to, right? I, if I'm wrong on that, you guys can yell at me on, on Twitter, but he has to have at least. 10. I didn't see it because I'm a father and it was late. And you know what? I have to concede something about Monday Night Football. It's a killer to stay up for that stuff on, on East Coast time. I, I, I can hardly, hardly manage it. It's tough. I will it's con- tough. I will concede that the West Coast propagandists have a point there. I will say that. Wow. I, this is the first time that you've ever, ever given love I, to a non-Eastern time yeah, zone. Yeah, I'm, bro- I'm broken. I'm broken by this. But, yes, I, ha- I have to be honest. With me, with myself, and the people, it, I, can't, I can't stay until 12.15 watching football. I, I just can't. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, all right, on to week three, Denny. Talk about the first defensive streamer for the week. Yes. Uh, I mean, this might be, uh, honestly, to me, at least, okay, at worst, the, this team is a top three play for the week. Could arguably be the best defensive play of the week. Philadelphia's defense, which is out there in a ton of leagues on ESPN, uh, they're six-point home favorites uh, against the team we were just talking about, against the Giants. Uh, and the Giants have given up the third most sacks through two weeks. Um, endless pressures on Eli Manning, as as we saw last night uh, and and uh, on week one. Um, so the hope is for something of a runaway game script that turns, I guess, late-stage zombie Eli Manning into a uh, sitting duck against a pretty good defense. Um, so I feel like this is a no brainer. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a no brainer for sure. Yeah. The the Eagles, the Eagles front seven is going to manhandle that, that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, I, I think that they're the top ad most likely off your waiver wire. Um, I saw, you know, there, I'm in a league where new England was out there, which I think you can make the argument for against Houston, who looks just as bad on the offensive line. And they have, a more inexperienced quarterback. So um, I, I, I love the Eagles D this week. Uh, I think that you could also look the Packers way. Um, you know, I, I, I think that the Cincinnati offense should look better with the Ken Zampezi firing and Bill Lazor coming in. Um, but the offensive line is still a giant, giant issue for that offense. Uh, they've allowed eight sacks, which is tied for the third most in the NFL. They're going to Green Bay. The Packers, remember, in week one, they obliterated the C- the Seattle offensive line, mm-hmm. um, another bad offensive line. Uh, Green Bay's nine-and-a-half-point favorites. So they're huge favorites. They should see a positive game script. Um, basically, you know, if, if Cincinnati plays the way that they have the first couple of weeks of the season, I, I don't see how Green Bay is not an easy top-ten defense this week. So I, I, I'm not as confident in Green Bay as I would be the Eagles, but I certainly think that Green Bay is a very, very locked in good play this week. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. The one thing about Green, everything related to Green Bay sort of gives me heartburn if their offensive linemen are going to be out there. The, what are the two starting tackles? Yeah. And, and yeah. That, that seemed to change everything. Like someone was like, do you like Mason Crosby this week? Well, Yes, in a vacuum with a healthy offensive line, I like all the Packers, but um, that that makes me a little hesitant. I like you said, Philadelphia, I think is is the priority. Yeah. All right, Denny, quarterback. You have, I think, the consensus top quarterback streamer, and we, I mean, we can't talk about quarterbacks in week three without mentioning that two years ago was the Nick Foles debacle 
where we told the world, actually I convinced Denny to, to stream Nick Foles against the Steelers in St. Louis and to start the game, I, I, look, this is this is the this is the reason Nick Foles only posted eight fantasy points that week, is because the field caught on fire before <laughs> the game started. The field, the I, and that's I'm not saying this metaphorically. No. The, the field actually caught on fire before that game started. Right. It, Nick Foles. Nick Foles' week started with a fire on the field. Right. It was the the devil's work. The devil was trying to emerge from the turf and say and say do not stream nick Foles. yeah there was a firework display and it caught on fire there was a there was a delay uh I, you know faithful listeners have heard us go on and on about this but it's, it was it was a just a horrendous experience the, it was and then like it was just like the carson palmer game this past well not just like but it it was a game where you're tilting, you're tilting. He has like 200 yards and, and like an interception, not doing that well. He throws a deep ball and it goes right into Lance Kendrick's hands. Oh my. And Lance Kendrick's, who would have had like a 60-yard touchdown. I'm, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it was at least like 30, right? <laughs> yeah. 30, 30 or 40. Goes right into his hands and he just drops it. it he was wide, wide open, just drops it. It was the biggest gut punch of a drop that that I think I've ever <laughs> experienced. So actually, <laughs> that, that's not true. Jo- Jordy Nelson dropped. Jordy Nelson yeah, dropped. True. That was that was a hard one. That's true. There's there's no other week three game in NFL history that I will remember more than that game. How could you? It's it's seared in our memory, and and our and our listeners have never let us forget. <laughs> never, never. So uh, yeah. So this is so so. Why don't you give the listeners our our Nick Foles play of the week? It feels Foles ish. Uh, it's Jake. Yeah, it's, it's Jake Cutler, um, yeah. fresh off of his 230 yard and one touchdown performance against the Chargers, which the Chargers have a pretty good defense, particularly a pretty good secondary. Yeah, they're good on defense. So yeah. I, I feel like that's not a hateful performance, um, especially considering the the surrounding quarterback play. Uh, so the the he's playing against. <clears throat> excuse me, he's playing against the Jets. Uh, the Dolphins are obviously favored here. Jets are not allowing a ton of passing yards uh, so far through two weeks, but that's likely due to game scripts. You know, teams are um, sort of uh, sitting on the ball in for much of the second half against New York. Um, quarterbacks have passed for 230 and 224 yards against them so far this year, but they've allowed five touchdown passes. Only the Patriots and the Saints have allowed more touchdown passes to opposing quarterbacks um the the jets are allowing the sixth most most yards per attempt to and uh miami has a uh you know not the worst vegas implied total of 23 and a half so um i think cutler is like a nice floor play although i don't feel like he has like an explosive ceiling uh in this matchup yeah yeah i i agree with you there i think that he's a safe play which uh, it's kind of fitting to go with more of a safe play during Nick Foles week. <laughs> yes, yes. That, yeah, we are. Uh, this feel It feels a little bit like a hedge, but I'm okay with hedging right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of quarterbacks out there this week that you could play. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been mentioning Trevor Simeon uh, in our mentions. Uh, I, I sent a tweet out that the average uh, quarterback, so all quarterback passes that aren't Trevor Simeon quarterback passes, all non-Trevor Simeon quarterback passes, uh, they've, they've thrown a touchdown on 198 yards. So, but then Trevor Simeon has thrown a touchdown every 75 yards yeah. to start the season. 
there's going to be some regression coming with Trevor Simeon. I don't mind the matchup this week with him, but overall, there's a low uh, uh, game total in this game. It's four, They have an over-under of 41 points. Denver's only a three-point favorite. Denver is also traveling uh, to the east to play in Buffalo in this game for a one o'clock game. That scares me a bit. And that, that also is something, a, a reason why we might be a little bit more into Carson Palmer this week, uh, just because he's at home. He's not traveling this week. Um, I know people are rolling their eyes right now because we've, we've talked about Carson Palmer now for a couple of weeks, but look in week two, he threw 10 deep balls, which was good to see. Uh, he connected five on five of those for 166 yards and a touchdown. He was quarterback 12, like I said, and he could have been a lot higher. I mean, there were drops in that game. Yeah. JJ Nelson had another touchdown earlier in the game that was overturned. Things could have been a lot better for Carson Palmer in that game. They're at home. Uh, like I said, the last two games have been on the road at those in those one o'clock games. Um, so you don't have that West Coast team traveling to the East. Um, and, and we haven't seen Carson Palmer. We just haven't seen him at home yet. Uh, Dallas defensively has looked not great. You know, I know that week one, they looked fine against the giants, but I think that we saw that the giants offense is actually really, really bad (laughs) uh, as we saw in week two. So how much stock can you really put in that last week? We saw them travel to Denver and they were a mess defensively. They were awful defensively. Uh, And and the, the, the Cardinals don't have much of a running game in terms of personnel. Um, I'm, I'm not against using Carson Palmer again, and I'm going to be maybe a little bit bold, but say that Carson Palmer outscores Trevor Simeon this week. I, I think that's a fine call. You know, like you were saying, all the all the signs pointing to um, potentially, you know, massive regression on, on Trevor Simeon's production. Uh, I was tweeting today about how 15 over 15 percent of Simeon, Simeon's completions through two weeks have gone for touchdowns. Obviously, totally unsustainable. Uh, I talked to someone on Twitter about because they said, well, does he fit the the process or did he fit the process last week against um, Dallas? And the answer, the short answer was not really. Uh, and I think that you'll notice that when we miss on a quarterback, like when we don't mention a quarterback and then he does well, uh, it'll be a low, a low yardage quarterback performance with with many uh, red zone type touchdowns, like like short right. short touchdowns, uh, and that's fine. That's good for that guy and good for his the people who played him. But um, I don't I don't really regret not having him on the streamer list last week. No, not at all. And Trevor Simeon right now has five touchdowns from within his opponent's ten yard right. line. He had eight. He had eight of those last season. Yeah. So he's averaging two and a half of those per game right now. Well, I mean, it's just, it's not sustainable production whatsoever. And and look, maybe, maybe his streak continues this week. I'm not saying that that's out of the, I'm not saying that that won't happen. I think that that's, I mean, it, it could certainly happen, right. um, but you're playing regression. You're playing the numbers and Carson Palmer's in a game where he should be forced to throw a lot more than what you're going to see out of Trevor Simeon. Just please protect the old man Cardinals. Uh, Denny, I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to you for your, so we, we each have a, we each have a deeper play that we want to talk about. I'm going to throw it to you with your deeper play. And, and guys, when you hear this, make sure you kind of take your earbuds out a little bit just so that your ears don't fully bleed, but just bleed a little. Right. Well, the heat, the heat will is what, is what gets you. So, uh, so Josh McCown is still in the league. Apparently (laughs) he's starting for the jets. Um, 
I guess I'm going to just have to go on. I'm going to, have to just spill this out. So if you have your um, your earbuds out a little bit, that's that's probably for the best. Okay, so the thing that scares me most about about even suggesting McCown, even as a deep play, is that you watch him and he seems to almost die on the football field at least a couple times a week. Uh, you know, the way he plays throws himself into just the worst circumstances and um, gets gets banged up. So that's one thing that sort of freaks me out. But um, he had last week last week in decided, decidedly bad game script, Josh McCown had uh, four rushing attempts for 32 yards. Uh, so he has some Konami code appeal against the Dolphins if um, if they face, once again, if they face bad game script. Uh, two interesting tidbits about the Miami defense. Uh, only the Cardinals in 2016 gave up more uh, rushing yards to quarterbacks than the Dolphins did. And the Dolphins allowed the sixth most passing touchdowns in 2016. Uh, what I'm saying is um, they, they're not the best... <laughs> the best uh, defense in uh, against the pass <clears throat> against the pass. So uh, I think, you know, like in two QB leagues in like 16 team leagues, um, if you're just tilting like crazy and need to plug someone in, um, I think McCown doesn't make for a horrible play. Okay. Okay. I can, I can, I can dig it. You gave I can me. dig it. I, I actually don't McCown's been a lot better than, than what people are giving yeah. him credit for to start the season in general. So I don't think it's a, it's like that egregious of a play. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly a deep one though. You, like we would not be playing Josh McCown over the guys that we just talked. I just about. want to share with the listeners that when I, when we were uh, messaging each other about the show today, um, JJ's only reaction to McCown was the uh, eyes emoji. <laughs> Yes, 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 that's it. Um, my deep quarterback play is Deshaun Kaiser. Um, that's just as long as there's no Vontae Davis for the Colts because he practiced last Friday. Um, but Deshaun Kaiser right now, this is a great matchup for him because uh, at this point in the season, he has the third most deep ball attempts, and he hasn't even played a full two games. He had a migraine in week two. He barely played, uh, and we, he played like a half, essentially, in week two. Um, the Colts have allowed the fourth most deep ball attempts, they got crushed by Jared Goff in week one. He was five for six on those attempts. Perfect quarterback rating. Last week, I mentioned Carson Palmer on those deep attempts. These are 15-plus air yard throws. Was five for 10, 166 yards and a touchdown. So you're matching the fact that Deshaun Kaiser is a full-blown D-gaffer. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, Deshaun Kaiser is the new D-gaffer yeah. quarterback that we will reference because he just chucks it deep all the time. Uh, that combined with this Colts secondary without Vontae Davis – Really intriguing. And then on top of that, they're favorites. They're road favorites in Indianapolis. Um, I'm, I'm into Deshaun Kaiser. I wish that Corey Coleman was not hurt. I'd feel a lot better about him. Uh, but as a deeper play, if those other quarterbacks are, are not available, uh, you can go for Deshaun Kaiser. We know that he has some sort of floor, too, with his rushing ability. Yeah, the rushing really intrigues me. Um, are we sure that Monte Davis is out? Uh, no, that is not confirmed okay. yet. Uh, so I, I don't believe so. So okay. for now, for now, you got to just kind of keep an eye on that because yeah. Vontae Davis being in that lineup is a completely different secondary. Exactly. Yeah. That was what I was worried about, but, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like Kaiser a lot. I think that he's a bit of a volatile, volatile play. Obviously that's why he's a, he's a deeper play, but I would say that his, I would say that his ceiling here is much higher, uh, than McCown's and, and I would say even Cutler's. 
Um, and I think he might have the highest ceiling of anyone that we're talking about. Right. Um, just because right. of the, the rushing. I, yeah. I, I think that if he, if he runs the ball, let's say six times for 40 yards and then throws a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a very possible stat line for him this week. So especially if, if they're deep balls. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see Kaiser go up against this. Oh defense man, this week. we're in business. If he gets a rushing touchdown. All right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Denny tight ends. We have a lot of, of bad tight ends, but I think that we need to talk about them just in case because tight end is, is an S show right now. It is, man. Is it? I mean, Jason Witten is the top tight end in fantasy. Of course he is. You were all about some Witten entering the year. So, so props. I, I was. Thank you. Thank you. I was, uh, based on, uh, the fact that Dallas might not be great this year. So yeah, it's worked out exactly. so far. Um, <clears throat> through two weeks. Uh, I have to uh, take back Jared Cook for myself. You talked about him last week. Uh, I'm going to um, promote him this week, as I do. So the Raiders are playing Washington in what is listed right now as the highest total uh, for week three at 54 points, which is a lot. I mean, I understand that these two teams could score a lot, but it just struck me as quite a bit. So, um, you know, everybody on the Raiders and I guess Washington has that going for them. Uh, is that that high total? Uh, Washington, the, the matchup is pretty good. Washington has given up the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends so far through two weeks without allowing a touchdown. So uh, nine catches in week one uh, to tight ends and four catches in week two. Uh, no defense has allowed more tight end yardage over the first two weeks. Um the opportunity is 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 there for the most part for Cook. He had five targets in week one. He had six targets, so he out-targeted himself in week two. Uh, although it didn't have nearly the the good the decent week that he had in week one. Um, uh, this game, uh, like I said, the uh, the the high total. I, I looked up uh, Derek Carr's uh, performance in games with a Vegas total of more than fifty points for whatever that's worth. And um, he's played in four of them, and he averages 280 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, so, uh, you know, Cook feels like, uh, you know, like he could uh, get some of that some of that action, 280 yards and two touchdowns in, in those games. Um, I don't hate him at all. There's a, a great tweet from my pal Chris Raybon, uh, and, and he sent this earlier today. Cornerbacks on Washington this season – have a lot of 55% completion percentage, a six, six yards per target, and zero touchdowns, okay? Their linebackers and safeties have allowed an 84% completion percentage, 384 yards, which is, which is a 12.4 yards per target, so that's more than double what the corners are giving, and three touchdowns. Mm. That's exa- that is exactly where Jared Cook is going to be on the field. Wow. Jared Cook is going to be matched up against those linebackers and safeties. I think that Jared Cook is actually a very, very sneaky play from a matchup standpoint. Yeah, I, I think Washington could become like a prime target for, for us with tight ends. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a tight end I want to talk about is Ed Dixon. Uh, there's no Greg Olson, which means Ed Dixon's going to be the starting tight end. Uh, the Panthers are six-point favorites against a terrible Saints defense. They're in Carolina. There's a big implied team total for the Panthers. That's exactly what you look for with your tight ends. You want a home favorite. And that's exactly what it, with a, with a large implied team total, and that's what you get in Carolina. Uh, Dixon last week saw three targets. 
I mean, look, the, the, the target totals don't really matter for Ed Dixon because Greg Olson's been playing so far this season. Right. But he saw three targets, and I like that three of the four targets that he's seen this season have been deep targets. Mm. So they're looking for him down the field. Uh, he's certainly a really deep play, uh, but I think that, again, it's nice to associate your tight end in an offense that could score points this weekend. I like it. Um, I can't believe we're talking about Ed Dixon again. We haven't talked about Ed Dixon since Den- Dennis Pitta uh, perished during a uh, yes. training camp that one time. Yes. <sighs> Still getting over that. Um, so my next tight end, uh, is Charles clay. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping on clay. I will not relent. No one talk me down. Um, you're such a truther. I'm, I'm becoming a truther. This is a third. No, you, you're, you're a truth. This is dude. Three times in a row. You're a truther. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I think that is the formula actually. Um, <laughs> it also sounds like, uh, like a, like an old song or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so Clay uh, Clay's week last week was many would say it's not great. Others would say it was terrible. Um, I get it. He caught three of three targets, uh, th- three passes on three targets for 23 yards last week in a game that saw um, the quarterback formerly known as Ty Goat throw for 125 yards. So you know, give me a break. Um, uh, so we all know that Jason Witten went uh, bonkers against the uh, Broncos. As the kids say, bonkers. It's a cool word. And um, the so uh, Denver has allowed 13 tight end receptions through two weeks. They allowed the sixth most tight end receptions in 2016, uh, but only four touchdowns, which made them look like a pretty tough tight end matchup. Um, you know, so even with the slow week two, Clay is one of the is is one off the team lead in targets uh and he's still out there in 83 percent of espn leagues um so i um i kind of like cook over over clay this week i'm kind of i'm kind of getting to that point too yeah. with, with jared cook i i would say though that of the the tight end streamers i think this next guy is the safest mm-hmm. that i'm going to talk about mm-hmm. um that's ben watson he had eight targets eight catches last last week currently has 18% of the team's targets, uh, even though he only saw one target in week one. They just threw half as much as they did in week one as opposed to week two, where Joe Flacco threw 17 times in week one and 34 in week two. Uh, He's going up against Jacksonville this week, who's now surrendered two top 12 performances. Somehow, CJ Fedora Goat was a top 12 tight end in week one because tight ends were were that bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is also a good statistic from our buddy Rich Rebar at Lord Reeves. 39.8% 39.8% he tweeted this earlier. 39.8% of the receiving yardage versus Jacksonville has come from tight ends this season, which is the highest rate in the league uh, to start the season. So he's going to, you know, Ben Watson could see a decent volume. They're favorites over in London. Uh, plus you can, you can have some tilting in the early morning. Yeah. Since there, since, I mean, what's, what's, there's nothing better with some toast and an early morning tilt. Right. So, uh, as tilt is better when you're hallucinating on caffeine after your fifth <laughs> cup of coffee. Right. right. Yeah. Like you guys just, just get ready for the tilt while you're having your morning poo. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> morning poo. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. And also I think with those London games, they let you watch the game on Twitter. Remember they, they, they broadcast on Twitter. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I have no idea if they're doing that or not, but you really can watch the game while you're, while you're doing your business. But please, for the love of God, don't bring your coffee mug in the, in the bathroom. No, no, you can't have food in the bath. No food is allowed in the bathroom. The other thing that I don't like is when people fart, when I have an open container, 
I always have to cover my drink when people <laughs> fart. Oh, what? I don't want I don't want the fart I don't want the fart odor okay. and 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 the the particles that are in the air now to to get into my drink. Oh my like if God. I'm if I'm hanging out with people and someone's just or like like you know broing out with just some dudes who uh-huh. like will just open like will like you know like you'll be you'll do a, a a guy thing and just like lift your leg when you fart just because it's it's more appropriate to do things yeah. that way. Yeah. If that happens and it smells bad, I gotta cover my drink, man. It, uh, so only if it smells bad. So if it doesn't smell too bad, then you're, you're not gonna cover your drink, even though the particles are still everywhere. No, I mean it's different particles, though. Oh, it is. Oh, okay, I yeah, so, yeah, they're 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 different. In so that wait, case. You, do you have like some sort of measurement tool that you hold up in the air and you're like, oh god, the particles <laughs> are everywhere? No, Hold I've on. just become I've just become really good at at knowing. It's just intuition, right? Um, I'm I'm just good at it. But I bet when it's your particles, you don't cover your beer. Oh, I I, I take my beer and just hold it up oh my and just. This just is... give me all of the all of the fart listeners particles. i'm so sorry that you have to hear this this is among the grossest things <laughs> that we've ever talked I, about i've ever show. heard i mean uh for me um if we're gonna keep going with this for just a second i think we should <laughs> uh when i'm in it when i'm in a small group of people and and someone just rips it uh and it and it's really bad like it's really really just like terror a terrible smell i get mad I, I actually get like like angry yeah because it's yeah. it's like it like stings it's like stings your nostrils it's unpleasant on every level you're like this is just this is just rude like you should not do this to people no I I don't I don't disagree there I don't disagree but if they do I'm covering my drink <laughs> you know what you should do you should be drinking your whatever it is beer whatever out of a sippy cup because then you have that's true. For just and they'll say, "Why are you drinking out of a sippy cup?" Yeah. And I'm saying, "When, if, and when someone farts, right. which is inevitable, it's going to happen at any party that you're yeah. at." Yeah. So you, so you should walk around at a party with a sippy cup full of beer, and people will think, "Hey, look at that guy. He's lost his mind." Yeah. yeah. And you're, you're like, "No, I'm covering for the for the fart particles." Right. Don't you guys understand? Right. I don't, I'm yeah. Not, yeah. I'm not like you. I'm not. I'm not drinking uh, uh, fart juice. You know. right yeah i mean all of them are dying of yeah. of the the bacteria that they're consuming and i'm i'm safe exactly i'm safe uh to recap the streamers we have ed dixon ben watson jared cook charles clay at tight end josh mccown and deshaun kaiser as deep plays at quarterback and jay cutler and carson palmer as normal plays at quarterback and then we have the eagles defense and the packers defense denny mm-hmm. let's get to twitter and the questions the first one is a great one from our buddy Tom Whalen at Tom C. Whalen. Yeah. He says, how far back can you remember having takes? And then he he replies to that and says, I made waves in first grade by, <laughs> by panning crisscross, suggesting they didn't actually wear their clothes backwards all day. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> which is which is really good. Do you have do you have an instance where where you remember giving a take early on in life? I do. I remember standing by a couple takes. Uh, one of them was in, I believe I was in second grade. And um, my my take that I would not back down from was that pink was not necessarily a girl's color. It was That's unisex. Good. Boys could like pink too. In fact, boys could wear pink. And people said, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Pink and purple, those are girls' colors. And I said, there are no such thing as girls' colors. The universe is made of. No, I didn't. I didn't go into that. Uh, <laughs> but but I but I just refused. I said no. So I started wearing a, like a pink shirt. I I would like uh, I would like uh, do do art projects with pink stuff, pink paint and stuff, uh, and just refused to back down. 
so, and then I would say, you know, any boy who disagrees with me uh, is bad. You know, like, yeah, so. can can GTFO. Yeah, exactly. How about you? Did you have a strong take as a kid? Um, look, I don't know if I want, uh, I don't know if I want to say this on living the stream guys. I was a, I was a Santa Claus truther. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was until, like, until like, what age? Uh, 17. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I don't know when it stopped, but I, 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 I vividly remember being in, in line to come back into the school <laughs> during recess. And I remember this one kid like screaming at me saying that Santa Claus wasn't real and that his parents had told him and that, well, he figured it out. And then his parents told him and I, I was just, I was rude back to him yeah. and I, I stood up for Santa Claus. Cause I, I, the way that I viewed yeah. Santa Claus is basically the way that you view Charles Clay. <laughs> You're a truther. I, I, uh, first of all, that's adorable. And second of all, <laughs> I was sort of in the same boat. I, I think that I was one of the last uh, the last people in my class to just finally give up on the notion of Santa Claus. I even went so far, and let me know if you did this. I went so far as to say, well, Santa's not a person. It's a spirit. It's an idea. <laughs> that's, that's, that's getting that, – I didn't, I didn't take it to, to, uh, to Jared, Jared Goffland. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, the idea of Santa is what it's about, guys. He's a – it's a concept – that we will into existence and it, and then it delivers us gifts. Uh, no, but I, but I, I stood firm as long as I could. And then yeah. when I, when I, and you know what it was for me when I found my mom coming into my room to give, uh, to put a dollar under my pillow for losing a tooth. And I thought, well, if the tooth fairy is real, then it's all bullshit. I right, mean, I'm sorry. Right. If the tooth fairy is fake, then it's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Uh, I, I would say like, I had a ton of video game takes growing up too, but I already, I, I just tweet those takes. Like those are the, yeah, yeah. The, those are the ones that, you know, Toad is the best Mario Kart oh, character. Oh, oh, oh. You might not like this. I, in sixth grade, my take was pogs are stupid. Oh my God, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> pogs were, pogs were so good. I just, I was like, I don't get it guys. Pogs are dumb. I don't know why you're collecting them. Pogs were awesome, but I was also in elementary school when Pogs were like I was in like second grade when Pogs oh. were big. So so it was like yeah. I was like the perfect age for Pogs. Yeah, yeah I was like, I was like eleven. Yeah. Uh, next question at JT Cookie has SEO permanently affected JJ's life to the point that he says in fantasy football during dinner table conversations with his wife. Ah, uh, that was good. Yeah. I just had to read that tweet because it was a good tweet. So, so wait, the, the idea is that you just say fantasy football at at any point, like yeah, just, just in fantasy football, yeah. like this, like something, something, something in fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that's good. Uh, next one at s cedar zero one five. Do you miss Jeff Fisher, or are you happy for a little break so you'll be fresh and rejuvenated when he's coaching the Jets in twenty eighteen? I I tweeted a gif of Ben McAdoo last night after he. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it? It was like a. <clears throat> He's flipping. Oh, I, uh, yeah, but it, I think it was a, it was some bad play call. Oh, it was that that third down or fourth down. That fourth down that they went for, not whenever they're at the goal line, but it was like mm-hmm. er, midfield, and they threw that like out to to Shane Vereen, and and uh, and I I tweeted a gif of him like flipping through his playbook, and I got like sixteen responses from people saying that that McAdoo is my new Jeff Fisher, and guys, guys. To be Jeff, like you have to understand the reason Jeff Fisher became a thing. It's not because he looks like a goofball. It's not because he looks like mm-hmm. a villain in a cartoon, mm-hmm. which is what Ben McAdoo looks like. Yeah, it, it's it's 
what is that hair? Like, what is he doing? It, it's um, it's unbelievable because he could have really nice hair. I don't know what what he's doing with it. The facial hair is a disaster usually. Um, I don't, I don't get it. I don't either. But Jeff Fisher, guys, the reason I I was so the, how that that brand built was through the fact that he kept his job for so long despite mediocrity. Now Ben McAdoo, that might happen as well. If Ben McAdoo and three years is still the head coach of the Giants, mm. then at me. At me then. Don't at me right now because he hasn't he hasn't done what Jeff Fisher did. So mm-hmm. until that until we get to that point, then then Let's there's no yeah, no Ben McAdoo gifts. Yeah, That's please. not happening. Uh, next one at CR underscore football thoughts on sticking with Ebron and Palmer the next two to three weeks. Well, I mean, we like Palmer. Uh, well, who does Ebron play? They get the Falcons this week. Look, you know, I love Eric Ebron this year. I, I I'm totally fine with, with playing him this week against Atlanta in a game that should see a lot of points. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I think Ebron's a good play. Yeah. And then Palmer, obviously, you know, quarterbacks in general, I don't, always stick with for two to three weeks, especially someone like Carson Palmer, who's playing so erratically. Right. Uh, next one at Teddy, Zach, Eddie percentage chance that Ajayi gets all the touchdowns this week and sends Cutler streamers into an Arby's and Marlboro's fu- fueled death tilt. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it, it. Look, that's, that's definitely a very, very real possibility this weekend. Yeah. It, it could be a disaster in that regard. Like the dolphins will score points, but Right, uh, J- the fact that they have Jay Ajayi is a little bit scary. Yeah, I, I will. Say yeah, that. you might you might be chain chain smoking and drinking rum in the uh, Arby's bathroom by three p.m. So, yeah. Next one at G Grew three. I lost by less than a point this week. Hey, me too. I now reside from Tilt City, USA. How far is the nearest Arby's from the airport? Just had to shout it out. I'm sorry because I've been there too, which I was this past week. I mentioned it earlier. Next one at Justin Freeman eighteen. On a scale of Bortles to Brady. How strong is your landscaping game? Well, yours is strong. Your, your yard or the streamers? Oh, look my 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 philosophy on landscaping is be a little bit better than your neighbors. Okay, right? Yeah. Like if you have neighbors that don't do anything with their yard mm-hmm. and they don't cut it well, they don't treat it the the grass, then then you can you can slack a little yeah, bit. Right. Otherwise, you have to step up your game a little well, bit. Yeah, because I mean, you stick out uh, if if you if you don't keep up if you don't keep up you, with it. You don't the, look. The goal is to not be the talk of the block. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether to be honest, arguably whether good or bad, I don't want to be overly good. From the, I don't want people being like, "Oh, f this person," because they they do so well. Oh, oh, so you don't? Oh, you don't want to be like the the maniac who is out at five a.m. like on his knees trimming with scissors. Right. I had a neighbor who used to live right behind us and he would cut his grass three times a week. Good. It was, God. yeah, it was, it was bad. And that's, that's, I don't want to be that guy because then neighbors start talking about that. Why is he out there cutting his grass so much? Yeah. yeah well, uh, yeah, you got to keep up appearances. Uh, I have to say this real quick. When we first moved into our house, I didn't cut the grass for so long. Uh, that it it became like like you said like an embarrassment like co- compared to my neighbors and we live in a townhouse so it's like bang 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 little yards all next to each other and all of them were looking nice except for ours which had ridiculously long grass long story short i come home from work one day and the grass is cut and i thought oh no the county 
came by to cut the grass and they're going to send me a bill. I talked to my dad about it. He's like, yeah, when the county comes and does it, they send you like a $300 bill. Oh, wow. I was like, oh my God. Like I wanted to vomit thinking about paying 300 bucks to, 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 to mow my yard, which is the, roughly the size of a postage stamp. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, so it turns out my neighbor, my neighbor did it. Thank all the gods. But uh, it was uh, it was a lesson. I would never let that happen again. And you're right. It needs to it needs to be up up to par with the rest. Yes, exactly. This next one at Sean Nene eleven. Russell Wilson is known for starting slow in September. That being said, would you play him over the streamers? Who do they play? Tennessee in Tennessee. That's tough, man. I you know I don't know how you can play with him with any confidence. I, here's the thing. If it was a week with better streamers, I would feel uh, yeah. different. But I, like, who are you playing him over? Or uh, who are you playing over him? You know, like, would you play Cutler because he has question marks? Would you play Carson Palmer because he certainly has question marks? You know, there's yeah. Trevor Simeon question marks. So I, I think you play Russell Wilson and you kind of hope that, that you, Pete Carroll said something along the lines of them changing up the offense this week too. Yeah. So that's they, that's good. Gotta do something, man. Yeah, agreed. Next one at Knuckle Pop, our buddy Ross. Says Denny's brand of bad food takes and account deletion has been replaced by skeletons, kickers, and hair regression. <laughs> has he become Johnny Depp? Oh wow! Well, I hope uh, you know. As far as Johnny Depp's legal troubles, I hope that's not the case. But uh, uh, hair regression. Thank you, thank you, Ross, for keeping this up. This idea that my hair has gotten worse as JJ's has improved. It can't just be that JJ's <laughs> has improved. We have to. I mean, look. Look, just like Joe Flacco, my hair has improved. I mean, I'm going through the same. I'm going through the same transformation. Joe Flacco used to be. Remember that stupid headshot that he oh. had, where it was like a, like he he looked horrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I went through phases where I just didn't care. Right. <laughs> but but n- now he's the most handsome man in the NFL. That's my goal to be the most handsome man in the fantasy football world. You're on your that's way. That's not. That's really. That's really not my goal. Yeah. That's not even close to my I know, goal. I know. I know. I know. That's my goal. But um, you. <laughs> You, you, uh, uh, Ross put me on, on permatilt about three weeks ago <laughs> when he sent a picture of Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady talking on the sideline in 2001 <laughs> and saying <laughs> that this is you and me and the hair situation. I was like, what the hell? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. Uh, next one at my dog underscore champ. How much gloating is too much when you are dominating a league? Any tips on the best ways to rub it in? I mean, su- subtle sarcasm is the best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some some texts, some you know, crude texts, maybe. I don't know. I, well, if you beat someone by triple digits, I think I think that person deserves to be like destroyed. If if, you, if that ever <laughs> just, happened, just verbally destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't do that much gloating, but I, I did in uh, that Chris Harris league I was talking about earlier, and uh, then I lost my point one this week, so that was definite karma. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it, and if the person gets mad in response, just send a bunch of gifts. The uh, just look up, just look up you mad, you mad, yeah. and just send those gifts to that person. That's good. Denny, Denny has perfected the Giphy game through Twitter search. <laughs> he does. He knows exactly what to search for. I but, only have like four searches. Dude, though. the the best the best gifts are the one are are just the random ones, and then yeah. you can associate basically anything with those with those those gifts. Nothing's better. Yeah. Like I had one of like a I I had like the 
the chocolate rabbit being melted by the by the hair dryer. Like, like what are, you can associate anything with that. Anything. Anything. <laughs> you, that was a good one. That made me laugh. Um, my my Twitter searches, my gift searches are as follows: Daft Punk, David Bowie, Skeleton, and uh, You Mad. That's it. That's it. Oh gosh. I also love any any gif of someone like shaking, like like the of like an image shaking, like the the Ninja Turtles one that Rich Rebar. Yeah, Rich Rich Rebar is all about sending Denny and I this one gif of Michelangelo. It's like a it's just a face shot of him, and he's shaking back and forth really really quickly forever. It's just this endless loop. But his eyes are bulging. Yeah, his, yeah, right. His, his teeth are clenched, and yeah. it is the first time Rich sent that I. I seriously, I had to like step away for a while because I couldn't stop laughing. It's really good. If you guys haven't seen that tweet, go go look it up. It's amazing. Oh. This next one is at Kona LOL24. Is JJ prouder about Babytron becoming a thing or SportsCenter mentioning his Jaguars tweet last year? So Man, I forgot about that. What, the SportsCenter thing? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That that did happen. But the the <laughs> Look, the Babytron thing hasn't fully happened yet. I actually, I went on the couch with Sigmund Bloom today and we talked about the Babytron thing. The The thing that I think I enjoy most about this is pissing off Detroit beat writers <laughs> the, yeah, right. because it's become a thing. Like they, there are, there are, there was one Detroit writer who sent that poll out. Did I talk about this last week or not? I don't remember. But uh, sent, I don't know. He sent that poll out and it said, what should Kenny Galladay's nickname be? Parentheses, do not vote Babytron. And so Babytron in that poll was at 18%. And then someone tagged me in it. So I saw it. And so I took it and I tweeted out to everyone to, to vote for Babytron. Okay. Mm-hmm. And since all of you guys are so freaking awesome, we got, <laughs> we got Babytron to win at 48% out of four different choices. Wow. So, so that guy was on mega tilt after, <laughs> after saying, don't vote for Babytron. And then Babytron ended up, but there have been articles written about this, how people hate Babytron. Like, like it's, but it's only people in Detroit, and I do think that that the that more people than not have been in my mentions saying that it's that's their favorite nickname for him. Because what what are you you're gonna go with Galladay Inn? Like what what is that nickname? Oh oh, oh that's, that's the dumbest. Ni- like what what is it? What like I tweeted this at, at Rumford at, at at Rumford Johnny, our buddy Johnny, and I said, I said like what do you what do you want to be associated with bedbugs? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Like what is what is the reasoning behind wanting Galladay in? Uh, everyone just goes back to hotel, motel, like like songs and stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, you gotta you gotta have something better than that. Oh, by the way, there goes our Holiday Inn Express uh, sponsorship yes. for the show. Thank, thank you yeah, for, for exactly. that. <laughs> we were hoping for that. We were really we've been emailing them for months to try to get that sponsorship. I, I, I just just confirmed it. We're gonna have to <laughs> to call it off. But Baby Trot isn't that. Look, I wish it would have been maybe something better. It's not the best nickname in the world, but it's way better than what's out there. It's it is a good here's a it is a good ass nickname. That's that's what Thank you. I'm going I'm I'm I think it's I I'm jealous that I didn't think of it. I think that you push it just just the right way. If people don't like it, they're haters and losers. Yeah, for the record, guys, this isn't like a victory lap gloating thing. This is I'm going to have fun with this because I want to have fun with my life. Yeah. These people are paid protesters. That's all I can say. Yes. Uh this next one at Eric Belair. Uh, he says, with the emergence of Chris Carson, is Thomas Rawls now a hold or a drop? Hashtag Angus steak situation. 
<laughs> By the way, that's a Twitter account now. Is it? Is yeah, it? Angus, Angus Steaks. It, it, every, it, only, it just tweets out gifts of steak. Every time I type Angus out, I type August. <laughs> so I was uh, that that almost I almost published the, the podcast last week with week two streaming and the August steak situation. <laughs> Could not have been good. Uh, uh, I don't know what to do with Rawls. I, I guess hold him if you can, but geez, I mean that whole I mean just anybody in that offense is just so unappealing right now. Yeah, I uh, I'm at hold with him too because he's been injured and Pete Carroll said that he might be more involved. But Chris Carson's the best back in that backfield. Like it's he's he's it to me, but. It's a it's not a set in stone situation whatsoever. Next one at Crimson six eight seven. First off, he says, "How many listeners does Living the Stream have?" Uh, I'm we're not going to talk about that. But <laughs> but it says, "What should our name be? What should the listeners' name be?" Do you think that I feel like it's like degrading to give them a name? Uh, well, I think it might be degrading for most most of our listeners because they're pretty smart and and I. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I mean, there. I would say that there are corners of the podcasting world that have pretty dumb audiences that want to be part of like the Hive or like the Bro Killers or like some stupid name like that. But uh, I mean, look, we're we're actually jealous of people who have cool names and they have groups of people with those it, with those names. But yeah, if you yeah. guys can, look, it, uh, why don't we crowdsource it, Denny? See, we'll we'll first see what the reactions are if they want a name. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then if they do, then people can come up with that. Uh, yeah, like the LTS smartasses or something. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, next one, at Sean underscore Tats. Fantasy drafts should take place after week three just to get the early season shenanigans out of the way before drafts. Thoughts? Thoughts? That's a terrible idea. I'm that's, sorry. That's, I, 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 the reason I saved that, and I'm sorry, Sean, that I'm going to trash you here, but the reason I saved that to talk about on the show no, if you do research, then you knew who Chris Carson was. Yeah. You knew that Buck Buck Allen was in 15 transactions for week one before the season started. Like right. you can have an edge by playing before week three. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I yeah, I'm sorry. What's it? What's the listener's name? Uh, Sean. Uh, Sean, you should um, you drop something heavy on your foot, like a ga- like a game gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drop drop a game gear on your foot. Just, just for that. I'm look. I didn't make the rules. I'm just enforcing them. So yes. Uh, next one at Mama Luigi MN. Who is more droppable, Kirk Cousins or Andrew Luck? What? Hey, Luck. Yeah, dude. Kirk Cousins. Look, he's had two kind of bad matchups to start the year. Kirk Cousins this week. This is the spot for him. Yeah. This is it. People are going to be off him. They're not gonna be. They're not gonna want to use them. They might look if Kirk Cousins is dropped in your league this week. Yeah. Get him. Get yes. him and play him over all the streamers. Absolutely. Also, uh, do, are are people aware that Luck's not playing and is not going to play anytime soon? Is this not? Is this something that we only know? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know why people are rostering Andrew Luck right now. Not only. Not only that, but but when he comes back, you have no idea what he's going to look like. Number one. Number two, is that quarterbacks don't matter. In fantasy football. Exactly, yes. Next one, at number one punna. For CD Carter 13s, this is for you. When mm-hmm. is it appropriate to start dunking on your kids? Son is 15 months and his post game is week AF. I mean, as soon as possible. I, we have a little hoop. When, when my son Xavier was 18 months old uh, and he would be shooting, you know, I, I would get it. And, uh, and you know, like, like Vince Carter in the Olympics that one year, I would jump over 
him over his head and dunk it yes. and and then and then scream at it and then i would send him i would send him roses like like vince carter did to that guy <laughs> who he dunked on and i you know i would taunt him so yeah look you gotta you gotta muscle down in the post uh you know uh be just be just like charles oakley down there just no mercy and uh, they'll learn they'll learn eventually you may get screamed at by your your significant other but um but uh, it's worth it come for the streaming advice stay for the 90s basketball takes that's what they say <laughs> that's what they say that that's what they say, yes <laughs> that's it for the questions though denny uh why don't you let everyone know where they can find you yes uh at cd carter 13 on the twitter um, and I am JJ Zachary, so you can follow me on Twitter at Late Round QB. Uh, I have another podcast called the Late Round Podcast as well. Um, but Denny, uh, we're going to send them off this week with yet another tilt montage. It's a great one, guys. You're going to enjoy it. Denny was tilting hard this weekend. Enjoy. We will talk to you entering week four. Hello. It is 1.08 p.m. Eastern Time, the only legitimate time zone. Somehow, the Patriots and Saints have not scored a point. I was promised points, you know, and here we are, eight minutes into the game, and uh, and nothing. I don't even know if they're playing. It's possible that the the Saints disbanded as a franchise. Is that possible after last week's game? I mean, they should if we're being perfectly honest. But yeah, no no points there. Um, Jeremy Macklin is down, as is his want. <sighs> it's good. Everything's good so far. <clears throat> Hardly even tilting at all. Uh, Travis Kelsey has like 80 yards in the first drive somehow. Um, I have, uh, let, me, let me check here. Hold on, I'm doing the calculations. I have zero exposure to Travis Kelsey today in daily fantasy uh wait let me do carry the two minus seven yeah zero zero I'm fine with it though I'm fine no seriously I'm good touchdown Rex Burkhead what the fuck ever you know you know what's excellent by the way it's 1 13 p.m eastern time uh you know what's great uh, is when you recommend, uh, in, in for FanDuel purposes, uh, Stephen Gostkowski, the greatest kicker of a generation, and he promptly uh, shanks an extra point after the Burkhead touchdown. So uh, uh, <clears throat> I would say, after evaluating myself, that I'm tilting. It's uh, 1.25 p.m. Eastern Time, and I, uh, I've been refreshing the page, random you know, uh, pages showing my live scoring of my various teams, and uh, Carson Palmer still seems to have zero, um, zero fantasy points. I, uh, I checked. He's not injured. Um, so I actually wanted to ask this friendly robot if my Internet connection is okay or if there's something wrong with that connection and that's that's the reason why I'm, the page is not updating to show Palmer with points so I wanted to uh, get this feedback so robot uh, is my internet connection okay your internet connection is fine Carson Palmer sucks
So do you. Good grief. 1.41 p.m. Eastern Time, and Carson Palmer has fantasy points. <sighs> so I have that going for me, which is nice. We're going to go ahead and do a, a live tilt session right now. Carson Palmer, second and goal from the 10. Here we go. Looks left, looks left, has nobody. Dumps it off to Kerwin Williams for a seven-yard loss. Uh, so that's a that's excellent. God. Okay, more live tilt. Here we go. Third, third and goal from the 16-yard line for the Cardinals. Palmer and shotgun. Yeah, this is going to end well, isn't it? I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting, I'm tilting. Throws it. He stopped at the one. I'm going to go take my pants off and scream at them now. It's 2.38 p.m. Eastern Time. I just wanted to put it on the tilting record that I jokingly, half-heartedly endorsed the, the Indianapolis Colts defense on Saturday night because they're playing the zombie corpse known as the Cardinals, a bottom three team in the NFL, at home. I thought it made for good process. I should have been uh, mm, less unserious about that, that prognostication, so... That has me on a little bit of tilt. Um, mostly, I'm just riding the Carson Palmer tilt. As as my, my friend Tom Whalen on the Twitter said, uh, he said he's been arrested for defecating in public after the J.J. Nelson Arizona touchdown was called back on a penalty. And who can blame him? Tom, I'm going to start a GoFundMe after these games today. Uh, to get you out of prison, because if we can't tilt to the point of defecation in a public space, then is this even America anymore? It's 4.09 p.m. Eastern Time, the only legitimate time zone, and I am on the Phil Dawson Megadeth pants on the ground screaming at them, puking out of my ears, tilt. After he missed a potentially game-winning field goal. Pushed him all week. This is what happens. I mean, I, I joked on a podcast this week that the Cardinals uh, have, a, have the stench of death on them. Um, and that's, that's not wrong. That's not wrong. I also have the stench of death on me. But that's because I forgot to put on my deodorant today. I'm tilting. 4.16 p.m. Eastern Time, and the Phil Dawson tilt has been reversed. Alert, it has been reversed. A medical cure for tilt is an overtime field goal. Please spread the word. Robot, tell me what happened to Charles Clay today. Nothing happened to Charles Clay today. He's on a shit team with a shit offense. Your tie god is dead. Enjoy Arby's. You're a surly-ass robot today.
Sheesh. Fuck you and your horse shit streaming pigs. Good God. It's 6.19 Eastern Time, and I'm old enough to remember when Russell Wilson used to score fantasy points. I'm tilting because I have him in DFS. It's uh, 7.12 p.m. Eastern Time, the only legitimate time zone on the planet Earth. And uh, I, I'm now convinced that the, the simulation in which we exist, the computer simulation, uh, tricked us into buying into Young Ho Koo, the Chargers kicker, with that uh, phenomenal uh, viral video of him doing flips and whatnot and kicking a ball through the uprights. Um, although, now that I think about it, there were no defenders on the field. I think that may play a factor. So maybe it's not the simulation. Maybe he's just not good. It's hard to say. All I know is that, uh, that I'm tilting. And that, uh, Tavecchio from... The Raiders didn't make that tilt any easier, as the the crowd that told me that the Raiders game script would be too good for Tavecchio, uh, they were right. What do you know? So at some point, I'm going to have to write my kicker column with the caveat of of this team may do too well this week for the kicker to succeed it makes no sense yet here I am sorry there's a kid yelling he's not being respectful of my tilt damn kids I mean he sees me up here on my front stoop surrounded by Arby's trash hungover eight days of facial hair growth and he he screams during my during my Sunday night tilt. I you know, look. I blame Obama. If we're being honest, there's just no respect anymore for the tilt. But I am tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about